Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Nikki Ballou, number one international best-selling author and host of the number one podcast on thought leadership. Please enjoy Nikki Ballou. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I am chatting with Nikki Ballou, number one international best-selling author and the host of the number one podcast on thought leadership. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm super excited to chat about creativity and hear about all the creative adventures that you have been on. But before we go down that avenue, if you could take a couple of minutes and let our listeners know a little bit more about who you are and what you do. That's a great question. So I'm originally actually an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, the Islamic revolution was happening in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. This was not gonna be the greatest place for him to raise his family. Mm -hmm. And so he got us out and we left uh, tyranny to come to freedom. We eventually settled in Canada. And that's where I live now, Toronto, Canada. And I thank God every day for my father and his pre-science in doing that. Because I know it's very fashionable among certain segments of our society to say, oh, my God, the West, America, Canada, so horrible, so oppressive, so sexist, so racist. I'm from Iran, as I said. I don't know if you've been following what's been going on in Iran the last few weeks, but a young woman was murdered for the crime of going outside with her hair uncovered. And today there was a report that a young girl, 14 years old, was murdered because she wouldn't sing a pro-regime song in her school. Over 200 young women and girls have been killed by this regime mm-hmm. for no other reason than they just want the basic right as women to be able to go outside and be free. Yeah. You know, so people who think where we live is so horrible, we got to push back against those folks because we live in the greatest, freest, most tolerant society in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And freedom is very important to me. And I think it should be important to every single one of us. And we, we need to stand up against those who falsely attack the incredible place that we have here. Mm-hmm. And my father was also an entrepreneur. Mm. He's the greatest man I ever knew. And dad, if you needed a job, he'd go get you a job. If you were looking to start a business, he'd help get you set up in business. Even if you were going to compete with him, he didn't care about that. He just wanted to help people. And if you worked for him and you were looking to buy a house, a car, an apartment, you didn't have enough money, he'd get you the money you needed so you could get that house, that car, that apartment. You might be thinking to yourself, who does that? Well, the late, great Napoleon Ballou did that. And secondly, why would he do that? Well, first of all, he was a Christian. He felt he'd been blessed by God and it was his duty and obligation to share those blessings. Mm-hmm. But secondly, he did it because he could, he had the financial wherewithal to be able to do it. And for me, I, I want to be just like that. I want to be an entrepreneur. 
I became an entrepreneur. And here's what I noticed. There's a lot of good people that are entrepreneurs. They have good hearts. They want to make a difference in the world, but they're afraid. They don't want to come across as pushy. They don't want to come across as salesy. They want to reek of commission breath. Hmm. And so they don't go after the business hard. And as a result, good people that could use their help wouldn't get their help. They wouldn't get the business. So that would have them suffer. And then some charlatan marketer would come with zero compunctions and just go get that business and not care if they delivered or not. Mm-hmm. So the sum total of goodness in the world would go down. And I just looked at this and I thought, what if we could help folks reframe the way they looked at sales? Mm. What if they reframed it from selling to serving? Mm. That's a lot better, isn't it? I mean, nobody wants to be sold. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. Yeah. But we all love to buy and we all want to be serviced, you know, by somebody who's a caring human being. Because mm-hmm. remember the person sitting in front of you, that's someone's mother, that's someone's father, that's someone's daughter, someone's son excuse mm-hmm. me, someone's brother, someone's sister. They're a hero to somebody, you know? They've been disappointed by life. Maybe they've even been disappointed by someone just like you. And all your job is just to love on the, those people, love on that person and help them win in life. To me, that is the number one thing that is the job of any entrepreneur who wants to be successful. Come from a spirit of loving and caring. Mm. Nice. Thank you for sharing all of that and where you come from and the pieces that you're passionate about. And I imagine taking the risk to leave a country and find a new home. There's a lot of creativity that goes into that and helping other people. There's a lot of creativity that goes into that as well. When you think about creativity, what does it mean to you to be creative? Honestly, the first and foremost uh, thought that comes to mind is that it's all about following the inner drummer within, you know, mm. march to that tune yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you're being creative, you're creating original music. Mm-hmm. If you're not being creative, if you're following someone else, you're like a cover band. <laughs> and I've always wanted to be someone creating original music. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have so much inspiration to share with people and touch other people's lives with what you do. Where do you find your own inspiration these days? I read a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a website um, that tracks uh, the number of books you read that I'm on called goodreads.com. And um, there's an annual reading challenge and, you know, you say how many books you're going to read. And then when you read a book, you post it up there. You say when you, when you read it, when you finished it and you talk about, um, you know, anything you want about the book, you write a review, you know, you rate it in the last four years. um, I've read at least a hundred books a year, three years running. And I'm on track to do over a hundred books a year this year. Books give me a lot of great ideas. And I think leaders are readers. Mm. Uh, If you want to be creative, you need to read because it just will spark that creativity inside of you. I love it. It seems like you are often sparked by creativity if you read 100 plus books a year. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What are some of the creative sparks that you are experiencing in your own life these days? Well, um, as far as um, 
as far as my life is concerned, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at, in a few different areas. So one is around health and fitness. Mm. I'm 55 years old mm-hmm. and I, I want to maintain and, and in fact, enhance my level of health and fitness. And one of the ways uh, to do that is to get really clear about what's the best way for someone like me to eat, what's mm-hmm. the best nutrition plan to follow, What's the best workout plan for me to follow? So I've been reading some books, listening to some podcasts around this. I read a couple books that persuaded me that I need to be a meat-based uh, eater. So mm-hmm. I'm cut out a lot of carbs. I'm eating a lot of meat. Yeah, It seems to be doing well. You know, uh, it, it was really good to read Dr. Anthony Martin's book, The Great Reset. Mm. And then I read Dr. Sean Baker's book, The Carnivore Diet. Those were really, really good as far as I was concerned. Uh, you know, and I just try things out. I mean, then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you sound like you're someone who's really curious about a lot of things as well. And reading yeah. can spark that too. And when you, you know, think about curiosity in your life how many questions do you think you ask a day Hmm. you know that's a really really good question I've never thought of it that way but I'm constantly like reading you know what I mean I'm constantly like today I led an event okay so I was on my feet from like nine to about five quarter after five Mm -hmm. I must have asked at least a hundred questions today Mm. folks and of myself. Um, I don't always ask that many questions, but five, 10, 15, 20, for sure. I love it. I I mean, I I think as adults, we ask fewer questions and children ask so many more questions, but you strike me as someone with this like curiosity for the things that are happening and in life and reading. And so I was just curious that, to hear if you did ask many more questions than kind of the average adult asks. <laughs> and it sounds like you do, you do ask more, more questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> I, I never thought of it that way. I don't like track that. Never thought yeah. of tracking that. I mean, I, they say that uh, the average five-year-old ask 120 questions a day and the average 40-year-old asks four. So you're what you're way above that. All right. Yeah. Something that I found very interesting and my own curiosity gets sparked by things like that. That's too. a great, great piece of information. Thank you. Yeah. For that. You are welcome. Um, I mean, working with people and being an author and podcasting, I imagine that you have come up against some creative challenges in your life and your experiences. What are some of those creative challenges that you've faced? And then how do you face creative challenge? Look, you know, again, a good question. Um, For me right now, one of the big challenges that I'm facing uh, is in my business. Mm -hmm. So, I've been somebody who uh, has been getting uh, clients primarily through conversations, Mm. meetings, phone calls. And 
one of the things I'm looking at figuring out is how do I automate that process? How do I make it so that people self-select and get on my calendar and I get, you know, 50 people a month um, Mm -hmm. wanting to have a conversation. And so one of the things I've been looking at is how to, how to create a, um, an automated funnel using like a masterclass webinar. Mm. That's one of the challenges that I'm facing. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the clients that I work with, they're facing a challenge of how to stand out in the marketplace. Mm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And one of the things that we do is we show people how to not have a mayo message, how to not sound like everybody else. Mm. Because everybody, when you ask them what they do, they say things like, well, I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I help people deal with overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those aren't really effective, powerful messages, right? Right. Those those messages kind of stink, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So like, I'll give you an example. There was a fellow who came to us. He was a He's a young man, he's 25 years old. He was a good dude, you know what I mean? Like a good person, kind of person that if you're a single woman, you'd like want him to meet your mom and dad, you know what I mean? Kind of a person you'd like, you want to see him win in life, just a Mm -hmm. good person, right? And anyways, he was a personal fitness trainer. When he came to us, he was sound like all these other personal fitness trainers. What do you do? I'm a trainer. Okay, who do you help? Anybody? No, no, you can't mm-hmm. help anybody. He goes, no, no, I can help anybody. Like anybody with a wallet and a pulse? Yeah, I guess so. I'm like, no, no, no that doesn't work. <laughs> so he goes, okay, who do you want to work with? And first he's going for like the money. Like, okay, I want to work with doctors. They make money. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great message. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll narrow that down to cardiologists because that didn't work for him. Uh, they make more money than doctors. That's not a great message either. But let me try it. All right, didn't work out. Then he started working with uh by serendipity with a guy who was a Paralympic athlete. He had a missing limb. Mm-hmm. And he really found that he loved helping this guy get fit. And he helped this guy actually get so fit, he won a couple medals. And then he came to me, he goes, you know, I think I want to work with people with missing limbs, man. I loved seeing these, these this, this other fellow. I love seeing him get strong and fit. It really touched my heart. Mm-hmm. Goes, yeah, go for it. He signed up 400 clients in six weeks. 400. He, he couldn't do one-on-one coaching anymore. He had to do like group programs mm-hmm. and he, he was making like barely over a thousand bucks a month. And he added two zeros to his monthly income doing that. Mm-hmm. That was crazy, but it was, it was just because he solved that problem. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like solving problems for my clients and yeah. that's kind of how I get to solve problems for myself. You know what I mean? You, you learn by teaching. I learn by teaching. That's yeah. the most effective way for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. And also sounds like you try things and learn from them. They're not setbacks, they're growth opportunities. You're going to learn something and keep, keep going forward. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. I'm curious in your own experience of creativity, what's your earliest memory of being creative? Hmm. Earliest memory. Eh? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I remember uh, drawing a lot when I was a kid. 
I would draw scenes from movies that I've watched. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, they were terrible drawings, but <laughs> I just draw them. Um, How old were you when you were was dying? that we, uh, you know, the kids uh, that I played with mm. growing up, we, we just, we role played like things like cowboys and Indians and, Mm-hmm. You know, military stuff that was kind of like what the boys in the neighborhood did so we did that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but we l- learned how to like make kites and fly them and I remember doing that before I was 10 and that was kind of cool yeah creative um, how fun. we learned how to climb a, climb a fence uh, you know and get on top of a walnut tree and shake it so the walnuts would fall down on the ground. <laughs> that's some creative problem solving right there. Yeah, 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 that's for sure. And I was all under the age of 10 doing stuff like that. That's awesome. I mean, I, I love hearing these stories about childhood creativity and kind of making those connections of like, how does that same style of creativity show up as an adult or in your life today? I mean, the problem solving sounds like is absolutely present and the creative experience and expression and trying things and learning from them. And so I love those stories and connecting. Yeah. Nice. When you think about, you know, people that you work with, clients, I imagine that you come across people who don't believe that they're creative or struggle to find creativity in their life. What would you, or how would you encourage someone who doesn't think they're creative to find creativity in their life? Read books. Read books. (laughs) Most people don't read enough. Yeah. Honestly, it's the best way to get new ideas. Mm. The best way. Mm-hmm. What know, is it about um, reading that you think sparks ideas? Well, you're listening to someone else. It's like a conversation with another individual, right? Mm-hmm. If you buy a book on a particular topic, mm-hmm. maybe you're not that well-versed in. There's a ton of new ideas that come your way, and that'll always spark some creative thinking. Yeah. That's what books do, right? Books mm-hmm. are incredible that way. I suppose you could do that off a of podcast today too. If you go listen to the right podcast, you can really get a ton of great ideas from being on a podcast or listening to a podcast, yeah. especially one that's about a topic you don't know much about. Mm-hmm. So to me, those are cool. Yeah. Like I found out about, um, you know, a meatarian lifestyle by mm-hmm. listening initially to Dr. Anthony Martin's podcast. A friend of mine had, uh, told me, Hey, this is, this is good. You should, you should give this a shot. I said, okay, I'll do it. Uh, I listened to it a few times and then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy his book. So I bought his book and I read his Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. and that was what just made me think this could work for me. Mm -hmm. Let me try it. Let me put my own special spin on it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. it I really mean, I, great. I love hearing the things that, you know, that curiosity that you have to try something and take the pieces that work. And that's how other people can be inspired to find creativity in their life too. that carry through yeah. curiosity. 
Absolutely. Like I would encourage you if you've never been on Goodreads to go on Goodreads, sign up for the reading challenge and give yourself a target for the number of books you want to read. Yeah. Those goals. It's good. It's good to have those, those goals in your life for sure. Nice. 100%. Well, it's been such a treat to chat with you. I just have one last question. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Very opening and freeing. Opening and freeing. Creativity opens me up. I think it's lovely. Mm. When I'm being creative, I feel a flow of energy. Mm. Nice. I love Very it. Nice. Thanks, Thanks for sharing you. that. I, it's fantastic. If people want to learn more about the things that you do or where they can find books that you've written, how could they go about doing that? The best way to find out about me is to, uh, you know, obviously Google my name or DuckDuckGo my name if you don't use Google. I know a lot of people today don't. Um, But I got a website. I got several websites I run. There's one of them. If you're a business owner, the best one to check me out on is called eCircleAcademy.com. There's a whole bunch of free resources there. And you can you can book what I call a success call with me. That's all about helping you get clear on where you're at in your business and where you want to go to. So that's really good. Or you can go to Amazon and you can just type in Nikki Billu and all my books are there and podcasts are there too. That's a really good place to check all that kind of stuff out. (laughs) Perfect. I'll put that in show notes so people have easy access. And then thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It's been a real treat. Thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. God bless you. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.